Welcome to the Stone Church Podcast, a series of conversations inspired by Sunday messages we hope will spark your curiosity and encourage you in your faith journey. We are so glad that you're back with us for another episode of the Stone Church Podcast. We have been discussing our mission at Stone Church, and really it's the mission of every believer to love God love people and to make disciples. And we have expanded that understanding here at Stone into love God wholeheartedly, love people sacrificially and make disciples urgently. Mm. Now, mm. episode today, I have the wonderful Ashley Palmer back with yes. us. She was with us for season one. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> and we have awesome, um, all the um Superlatives today. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Pastor Alana. Come on. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So awesome. Uh, yeah, she is. And uh, now, Tommy had a whole lot of superlatives yeah, for you, ridiculous. Pastor Jackson. <laughs> I'm just going to say the, you know, pretty good oh, Pastor okay. Jackson. No, no, that's <laughs> terrible. We might cut no, that I'm, out. I'm, oh, I'm pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> no. Hey, good is good, you know? Yeah. yeah. And pretty I'm, good is I'm pretty, better than... Pretty good. Pretty good okay. is better than ugly good, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're going to cut this out. <laughs> because this is just sounding horrible. It's sounding ter- worse I, by the minute. I think yes. it's funny. But it's sounding fun. It's We're having fun today in the podcast. This could be the last one we do, folks. This could be the end. Are we getting, getting cut? Getting, <laughs> 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 I may be the reason... not good enough. The reason season two gets cancelled in the middle. Uh, no. And we have the wonderful Pastor Jackson, who is our youth and student ministries pastor. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Good to be here. (laughs) So good to have you guys around the table today. And feels good to be back. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about the last two parts of our, of our mission of love people sacrificially and making disciples urgently, one of the ways that we work that out at Stone Church is in groups. Mm. Mm. Pastor Alana heads up the groups at Stone Church. One of the things I wanted to start off our conversation with is why do groups matter? Mm. There are groups everywhere. We could talk anthropologically, (laughs) but let's just talk in the area of faith. There's church groups all over the place, but why do groups work? And I think we're really talking about healthy groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think unhealthy groups is a whole podcast in and of itself, probably several seasons. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. talking about healthy groups. Mm. Well, I think that um, it's very biblical. Uh, we see the early church gathered together in in these small groups, they did life together. Mm. And I think that that's something sometimes that we forget that when we come to a a big gathering at church, maybe on a Sunday, we see people, but you're never going to really get to know people intimately. You're not going to be able to disciple other people, um, come alongside them, do life and, and show them what it looks like to be a Christian, show them what it looks like to walk in step with the Spirit. And, you know, we're commissioned in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, to make disciples and teach them to observe all that Jesus has commanded us. But you can, you need to do that in community. God created the church to be relational. We're going to be known to the world by how we love one another. And we love one another by coming alongside one another and walking life together, doing life together and helping one another to 
be able to to reach the full potential that that God has intended for all of us. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The community aspect is important. The intimate community you get from from a group. I think from a logistical standpoint, I think the purpose of the church is to facilitate opportunity for people like to to equip people to learn and grow and i think sunday is very much uh you know you sit down you shut up <laughs> you mm-hmm. l- you learn you take notes you worship corporately those are things you can't really do at home, like it's just so good to be a part of the body that way. You're giving missionally. I think that big C church is really important. Yeah. That Sunday service is is great, but it's not it's not about that typically, right? Like, um, I think churches also need to equip people to walk daily, and so that's why we kind of go to the micro and do more of groups that kind of help practically. That you can actually, I think groups is a is a place where you can do. Right. You can be a part of the community, not just listen or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, theoreticalize things, but actually be a part. And, you know, you you are you're helping people in your groups. You're you're showing up for them daily. Uh, You're you're talking about immediate needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, um, yeah, we see that, you know, and and just Mm -hmm. like and we see that in a corporate place of when, you know, things break down, even actually in the Old Testament, when Moses is overwhelmed with governing, you know, 40 million people, um, God goes, hey, Take, take, a, a, you know, take 10 of your, your trusted people, pour into them. Then they, they take 10 mm-hmm. and those 10 take 10 and those 10 mm-hmm. take 10. And that's how you, that's how you build a, a tight knit community yeah. with large numbers. Yeah. You brought up some really good points there. One of the things that I think groups is really great for is that outworking of practical things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you can't do that in a mass no. gathering. You can be inspired Mm-hmm. And you can be taught mm-hmm. and you can have that ex- that joint experience of worship within community. But when you're in a group, you know, outworking the gifts of the spirit, the things that I have seen in small groups of people learning just how do I pray? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do I pray out loud for m- just myself in my own prayer and devotional life? Mm-hmm. How do I do that? And then that being practiced within a small group setting leading to being able to pray for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think there's lots of opportunity in groups for that real practical outworking of loving others mm-hmm. and making disciples. It's funny as you're all talking, I realize that I'm the only person in here that's not a pastor. Good. <laughs> so that's a good no thing. Pressure, good. No pressure. No pressure on me. But for me, when it comes to groups, I mean, uh, a lot of those who've listened to the podcast know that I, I'm more of a recent Christian um, saved about five years ago. And I've come to really value small groups because Mm -hmm. when I tried to become a Christian and I was, we'll talk about this later, but I was still kind of in the depths of my addictions and trying to do things alone. And the more I took those, you know, steps to become part of a group and be surrounded by other Christians, it really helped me to feel a part of the community, number one. And I I knew I had people to, um, to help me and to support me. And obviously now I can support others. And it brings me to the verse from Ecclesiastes 4, um, 12, that says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, 
a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Mm -hmm. So when I think about groups, I just think like I look at some of these groups I've been part of. I've been part of Alpha. I've done um, Grief Share. I'm part Mm. of CR. And I look at these these friendships and like I I say the word family a lot now Mm -hmm. with some of these groups Mm -hmm. because they're so important and they build you so much. And, you know, coming together with others to turn to God is just a magical thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting too because you bring up the point that we were talking about earlier. One of my Bible college lecturers would talk about the the Trinity, mm-hmm. God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as a community of love. Yeah. Well, we have in the Trinity, we have this example mm-hmm. of of that of that working together, and yep. in, and right at the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, you know, it's like let us. Yeah. Make man in our image, mm-hmm. and then having male and female there, and God, and and that sense of a group and community. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think there is at the very core of our being and how we are created mm-hmm. is to be in groups yeah. and to grow through groups and that connection with others. Yeah. We're not meant to live alone. And exactly. I think a lot of times that verse is used in the context of marriage. And we all know here that church has a very heavy marriage kind of, you yeah. know, yep. obsession yeah. almost. Yeah. And I think we need to get, like, we need to normalize having these these communities kind of fill that need that mm. a spouse, yeah. you know, we, gives We're you. going to have to more. The church yes. has to wake up to this yes. because we are coming up to the most singular generation yep. ever, particularly in cities mm-hmm. where mm. even, even domestically, you know, apartments are only build, being built with one or two bedrooms. Like yeah. or, a zero lo- bedrooms. or zero bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're renting in Toronto, you know, I'll just take what the I can studio. get in the city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living in my kitchen. Uh, I'm personally not, but no. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've heard that that happens. Um, so we, we actually have to wake up to this, yeah. is that great mm-hmm. need. And I think also going through the pandemic, it really brought that up for yeah. me as well, is not just the meeting in person aspect, which was huge, Mm -hmm. but then having people being able to connect online and I know friends of mine who do live alone, the in-person thing was huge because I was going nuts with my family, (laughs) but I was with my family. I'm complaining that I've got too much contact with my children (laughs) who who are hugging me too much, whereas a, a single friend is saying, I haven't had a hug from someone in months. And we know the science alone is in, you know, God created us for that connection. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It's not just about marriage. It's just, it's about how we were created. Yes. Yeah. Can I just say something on this? And, you know, we don't have to add it in here, but I think it's Mm. timely. I have a friend who messaged me today. It's her birthday and she's not, um, of any religion realistically and she was messaging me so sad today because she's like it's so weird it's you know I'm lonely and you know it's I'm it's weird having a birthday single and don't you get it and don't you get it and I and I didn't want to necessarily be direct but I actually didn't really get it because um because since I've come to Christ I do like yes I am a single woman and there's a desire I mean, I go back and forth with the desire to be with someone or not. God's still working yeah. in me. Me too, and I'm I, married. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But there, I, I don't, I'm asking Pastor God Jack. to like. 
<laughs> I am. I do go back and forth, but because I think I do live a pretty full life in Christ. And but but that's it, it's crazy that I have these friendships and you know even you guys here in this room through the church and and faith that I don't sit around and I don't say, oh, this it, my birthday shouldn't be like this. I'm, I'm single mm-hmm. because I look at all my friends and family that fill me that it's like, yes. it's not going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, it'll be okay when I have a spouse. It'll mm-hmm. be okay when this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just makes me think it, it, there's a sadness there for people yeah. that live that way. And, and yeah. I pray for her to come to Christ. Yeah. But it's also, it makes me so grateful to have God and community because this is the way it should be. And I'm, an, I'm able to enjoy my singleness that way. Yeah. 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 And that is so key because there's so many people that I meet and I talk to and that come into, you know, our groups, sometimes through some of our type of outreach groups like grief share or divorce care or celebrate recovery. And they are lonely and Mm. they've been looking to relationships. They've been looking to maybe food. They've been looking to drugs or alcohol. They've been looking to everything else to fill Mm. that empty spot in them. And then suddenly they see, as they're starting to meet with God, and they see that God gives them this community that mm. loves them and cares for them yeah. mm-hmm. and walk alongside. And, and they're so hungry for that. Like, yeah. I've seen so many tears as people just start feeling that and knowing that and and wondering, what's this all about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it draws people in because yeah. that's what God created us for. And we're missing it, and we need to make sure that as a church that we are providing that for people and reaching out to people Mm. and saying, look, this is what we have to offer because this is what God gave us, and he's going to give it to you too. And remember that it's good news. Yeah. There's something wrong with the picture of a lonely you know, single young person coming to church and crying out for friends and community uh, and to be known and then leave Sunday service and go home alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like I just, I I think, uh, you know, even in, you know, my, my struggles and and just being alone, like it uh, very Sunday, Sunday evenings were the worst like the the worst you know day of the mm-hmm. of the week and and I think it was because it's like you kind of you you know you expect community out of Sunday and then when you don't kind of get it and it doesn't really help you when you're when you're struggling with feeling alone and struggling with uh, addiction and things and mm-hmm. and um you know that's when you really need that tight group community that's yeah. when showing up to service mm. and sitting down yeah it, you know it may the worship is great yeah you know you may be inspired but it's you need that yeah. you need that to yeah. people to come around you it's yeah. also something that we avoid yeah be- because there will be things that we are confronted by it's, within a it's group. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you sometimes can find yourself in that place of like, I really need people, but oh, I'm, I don't... The vulnerability. I don't, the vulnerability yeah. Or, you know, a little of what we were talking about in loving people sacrificially, yep. like what am I going to have to give <laughs> to mm. the group? Like mm-hmm. depending on, you know, where your uh, where your selfish <laughs> level sits, <laughs> you know, it, it can be, it can be a, a thing to to consider that but like most things the things that are good for us Mm -hmm. are worth the struggle for and overcoming too 
Yeah. And they're hard because that's probably the most common comment I get from people is, oh, I didn't feel like coming tonight, mm. but I'm so glad I did. Yes. I've never heard anyone say the opposite, yeah. but there are people that will not come and then say, oh, I should have come. Yeah. Or can we yeah. just talk about like that first, like maybe like three week period where you, where you go to a group and it's it, it's really difficult. You have mm-hmm. to like will yourself to kind of break the in and break that ice because we're we're trying to build true community and that yeah. doesn't happen overnight, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I tell our students, you know, in school groups are all made around, you know, an interest, a common interest or a common, you know, and so if you like chess, you do this. If you like sports, you know, and you have the sporty people over here, there's cliques in school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in church our commonality is Christ Mm -hmm. and Christ is for anybody and everyone. So you have everyone and anybody there Mm -hmm. at this group. And, Mm -hmm. and that really helps (laughs) you deal, you know, confront those things. It's hard, but it's needed. And you find those relationships are so important. And I will always advocate, like there's these young adult churches that spring up here and there. And I go, guys, you're kind of missing the point. Mm. You need a Mm multi-generational community. It's so, so important. You need to be mentoring people. You need to have mentors. You need to have people that don't look like you or talk like you or sound like you. And you get a, like we talk about these echo chambers, right? Church is a great way. Church community is a great way to get out of those echo chambers and to deal with these topics in and talk about them in a Christ-like way, which we'll talk about when we talk about Alpha. It's true that church is a great way to do that, but I think it would be remiss of us not to acknowledge that church has also been a really good place to hide. hide. (laughs) It's true. That I'm, in that I'm echo chamber. And and we've all experienced, you know, where (laughs) there have been groups who are exclusive, not for the purpose of uh, keeping any sort of confidentiality within the group, like if, you know, because we do have groups that meet over, you know, various challenges we face and Mm -hmm. so there's certain elements of confidentiality. It hasn't been issues like that. It's just been issues of we really like this group Mm -hmm. and we just want to keep with this little bunch of people forever Mm -hmm. and a day and... You know, they're just my people, and that's a dangerous small gotta, group. And right? to me, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to grow. I think, yeah, we have to acknowledge that there have been people who've been really hurt yes. through an yeah. experience like that. Yeah, and I and I guess one of the reasons I really wanted us to do these episodes on groups is to say you need people, and healthy groups mm-hmm. will really help you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so, how do you find a healthy group? How do you be part of a healthy group? How do you be a healthy part of a group? Yeah, I think it's just like churches, you know, people look at Christians and they have this weird image that we go around trying to preach how we're perfect, but like the church is for the broken and we are all broken people mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. these groups. So it's like we have to like remember that like, yes, we are still broken and we're forming these groups, but at the same time, it's a good chance for us to practice grace and acceptance and love and that Mm -hmm. is a a, like in these groups which is i think why some of them can be so unhealthy it's like well i want this group just to look like this with my kind of people and we all you know what i mean like we're all gonna agree on the same thing but um i know being in cr it's a a very difficult group and it's Mm -hmm. it's given me a lot of experience now with 
realizing that maybe maybe I haven't been so accepting or loving or compassionate and it's it's a way to make yourself healthier and to it's it's a good experience yeah and it, it is it's that practical yeah. outworking of your faith in the area of showing grace doing what Jesus told us to do is like don't stand around pointing out you know, the splinter in someone else's eye when you've yeah. got a great big plank yeah. in your own. Yeah. It gives you that moment. But it also means that if someone's there saying, can you help me get the splinter out of my eye? Can you help me get the plank out of my eye? Mm-hmm. My eye, there's someone there who's willing to help and yeah. to walk that journey with them. Yeah. And there's different types of groups. Definitely. There are some yep. groups that for sure you might meet some people in a group in a whatever context and you may travel a lot of your life with that friendship and connection with those people. And mm-hmm. then there are groups that are for a particular time and a mm-hmm. purpose and mm-hmm. a season in your life or a, or a point of healing in your life or a point of growth yeah. in your life. So, yeah. Well, for example, mm-hmm. like that would be, you know, youth group is a group yeah. and it's for a particular, yeah. season. you know, season, yeah. right? Of like-minded people going through that, right? As yeah. opposed to, you know, a, a small group or discipleship group, you want to have that kind of multi-generational kind of, you know, like diverse group that is more long-term, right? Yeah. Is more, and then you have groups like Alpha mm-hmm. that like if, you know, if you're doing Alpha eight times, you know, it, it's might yeah. be, you might need to start, you know, it's, it's the same content over and over and over again. Yeah. And that might be okay. But like it, you know, it, it is important to get into more of a long-term small group. Yeah. So those are the differences. Yeah. Kind of like, I think you said something earlier mm-hmm. where it's like the first three weeks or whatever, but I yeah. think like the social awkwardness of getting into a new group. I mean, that's always, yeah. Like yeah. getting over that fear of even just coming into the church and like looking around and like, I used to like want to run away because I was afraid of all the people and I didn't know and yeah. trying to make small talk and with groups, it's the same thing. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people worry about, oh gosh, it's a new group and I got to redo the discomfort all over again. But like, yes, it can be difficult. It can be uncomfortable, but in the end, it's so worthwhile to go yeah. through a little bit of discomfort because then yeah. you end up making these lasting relationships and friends and you yeah. don't know where it can take you. So it's like that short-term pain for long-term gain of, you know, trying different groups yeah. of different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you can encourage one another in those groups and spur one another on to good works, right? Your group should be growing. People in your group should not just be inward focused, but they should be active in serving in the church and the community. And if they're not, then you want to sort of re-evaluate what your small group's Mm -hmm. doing, as well as be a safe space. Because what I find is people come into groups and we can talk Christianese Mm -hmm. and we can also be very legalistic without realizing it and not allowing people to to let the Holy Spirit prompt them and convict them and help them to grow instead of like if they... And being okay with them saying things that might not line up with the way we maybe <laughs> believe things to be, yeah. but, but let, let it be a discussion, not like a, a lecture and yep. putting the person, making the person come away feeling like they don't matter or they're dumb or, or it's them yeah. against, or it's them against yeah. us. Yeah. And instead just let it be, okay, let's lovingly come along this. And, and I think we don't often wait for the Holy spirit to convict us or to let us know when it's okay to talk to people about things. And when you just need to leave them time to, to grow still, like we 
like none of us, we're still all growing. None Mm -hmm. of us have it all together. And we have to remember that. And we have to also model that and not make it seem like, oh, I've got it all together and you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like we're in this together instead of, oh, I'm here to to teach you and to show you how to be a Christian. But, and I find we limit ourselves too, because we don't understand how much we can learn and grow from other people. And some of the questions they raise may make us look at different things and think, oh, maybe I need to, to look at that scripture in a different way. Maybe I was not thinking of it (laughs) properly too. So, and the outworking of our faith, like there are so many different ways that churches do groups. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's no prescripted way. Yep. You know, in the in the scripture it says, if there are two or three gathered in my name, I'm in your midst mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I'm working things out in you. So it, we can get very rigid in how we think things should be done and yep. our particular practices and, and to be in a group and be able to have open discussion. That's one of the things I, I thought of when we were talking about how groups are great for practicing things, mm-hmm. actually practicing the art of discussion yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and letting people share their thoughts, their feelings, their experiences about things. Mm-hmm. And we do learn from the way that that someone else shares and from their experience. And I can remember some really great nights of discussing certain scripture and then having that lead into other discussions and then, mm-hmm. you know, people talking about an experience that they're going through and praying with them and, and just having it really lead out into a whole lot of... And I can remember some real fiery ones, you know, <laughs> that, that got a bit, ooh. But even in those, it's teaching us, okay, when I'm starting to get a bit hot under the mm-hmm. collar about a particular topic... Well, now I've got to think about why am I having feeling like I have to defend this position so strongly? Yeah. You know, and so it's growing you in your approach in 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 working with others. Groups are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, if anybody's listening and they're not in a group, I it's worth the effort. Uh, but remember that it takes time. Mm-hmm. So connect with a group and and give it time. And if it doesn't seem like the right group, then try another group. Don't just give up on groups because you went into the wrong group. Yeah. Or yeah. ask a friend to go to a group with you. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think asking for like a buddy to go. Yeah. Just for a first couple time and maybe your friend might like it too, but sometimes, you know, it's it doesn't hurt to ask for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have lots of great groups at Stone Church and you can find them at groups.mystone.ca. Good plug. Thank you. <laughs> but also, if you're not in Toronto, I mean, we do run groups online. So if you're not in Toronto, you can still be part of our group. Thank but, the pandemic for that. Yes. <laughs> but there is most likely a church in your area mm-hmm. where they're, they're running some awesome groups too. So yeah. if you go to their website, mm-hmm. you can go to alpha.com and all kinds of places like that and find find groups. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to continue discussing groups in our next episode when we talk about Celebrate Recovery. Thanks for joining us for this episode, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Stone Church Podcast. For more information, visit us online at stonechurch.ca. I'm going to say that again. Sounded a little off. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we've ex uh, and, oh. <laughs> and we've expanded our understanding of that here at Stone by um, no, what did I say? And we've expanded our understand. Oh, I'm now mumbling. <laughs> okay, let's pray again. <laughs> I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> my microphone's pointing directly at Alana, oh, look and at me. she, Alana's just like. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, if you need confidence, don't look at Alana. <laughs> Like, if you're stumbling over a phrase on stage, she's just like, you're on your own. Don't look at me. With big wide eyes. You just have that look of like, like I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> just Yikes. pretend I'm not here. <laughs>